1: Hey guys, welcome to Carcast. I'm Matt, the moderator, DeAndre, here with Bill Goldberg uh, and our guest, Craig Jackson. How are you guys?
2: Very good. I see an error screen on mine. This meeting is now oh, there we go.
1: Sorry. there we go. Yeah, no, with meetings meeting started. We're recording. We're ready to go. All uh
2: right.
1: Carcast, as you guys know, is brought to you by Bravago. It's the best tasting hard seltzer in the universe, that's for sure. And I appreciate you guys getting your orders in. A drinkbravago.com is the website. Um, you can grab some swag while you're up there as well. We've got three fantastic uh flavors in that variety six pack. Uh so if you haven't tried it yet, please do check it out. And uh, you know, we appreciate it. And it's it's our it's our brand as well. So it's not like we're we're shilling somebody else's delicious drink. We're shilling our own. (laughs) So uh three of us, unilateral. Yeah, so we uh we appreciate that. Uh Craig, we're a few weeks away from the Barrett Jackson Scottsdale event. Um uh I'm expecting it to be an incredible event, as always. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time to to join us here. I know things get a little hectic leading up to the event, and it, it's always interesting for me because I was born in Arizona, so I grew up around going to Barrett Jackson as a kid. I remember, uh, I remember your your mom front row all the time, uh, going to the events and cheering them on, and uh, it's just been an amazing thing what your family has built and what you've managed to turn into really just the greatest collector car auction out there as you as you'd say so uh really spectacular well
2: i love what i do this is my hobby and my business so i'm very blessed with that that the two coincide and uh, i get to play with cars every day that's my job so it's not a bad job
1: i I I know we'll, we'll get into some of uh, some of the things that are going to be happening this year but I kind of want to go back a bit and talk about how this this kind of all started. This was your dad and a friend of his in what, early 70s?
2: So in the 60s the Classic Car Club of, of Arizona uh, primarily with Russ Jackson and Tom Barrett, started a car show called the Fiesta de Los Autos Elegantes It was a charity fundraising car show to support the arts and the new Scottsdale Civic Center and library. And that went on for several years. And then as we say, uh, you know, Tom Barrett was one of the world's greatest car collectors. And you know, the local show was phenomenal with all the great classics that he had to showcase he was having a change in his domestic relations and needed to sell his cars. And that was the foundation for the first auction. He put in 50 cars, uh, uh, which included all the World War II leaders' cars. He had collected all of them. And uh, also my dad put in 17 cars. And it went off so fantastic, they decided to do it again. And that started the auction. They stopped doing the car show, but they kept the charity aspect going. So every auction since then, including the car show, has been raising money for charity. That's the foundation of Barrett Jackson.
1: It's uh, uh interesting that um. Well, first of all, the the charity stuff you guys have raised millions and millions over the years. Those are always very exciting auctions to go because, uh, I mean, we've seen we've seen some very generous and and amazing things happen where, you know, you're, you're at the end of the auction. Somebody's a million dollars into a charity car and then they just give it back immediately and they go run it again. (laughs) Yeah. The
0: super bird comes Um, to mind when we did it for Daryl Gwynn. Um,
2: Yeah. Mr. Goldberg here has been a key part of that early on uh, donating his, uh, his shorts. I remember that from WrestleMania. (laughs) Thanks. uh, Helping Daryl Gwynn out. Oh, you know, Uh, You you look back at history and the people that helped you when you really needed help. And Bill was one of those and uh, added his notoriety up on the stage and helping us raise a lot of money for charity. So thank you, Bill, for Uh, that.
0: Well, I appreciate it, Craig. And I've said it before, if you guys didn't give us the ability to have the platform, we never could have made that difference. Right. And it's a team effort. And I remember being on stage with the Daryl Gwen foundation and, uh, Tony Stewart and I were up there. We sold a Harley Davidson truck. I think it was. And then somebody comes up and donates. Somebody literally walks up on stage and donates a car to me. And then the following year I get Ray Everham involved and um, Hendrick Motorsports and and year one and all all the other sponsors that jumped on board with that Superbird. Then we brought it to Barrett-Jackson I can't remember who exactly purchased it, but immediately after the purchase, they donated it back. We doubled the price. Uh, the things that you've been able to do throughout the years have just been unbelievable, and just to be a part of it, it has been a true honor.
2: Yeah, this year will be no different. Great lineup of cars. A uh, couple of the OEMs haven't told us what their charity cars are though. Even a week out, they're keeping it hush hush. So that'll that'll be interesting to see what they bring. Well, yeah. If-
0: we need anything else to increase the anticipation. But just add that to the list because you've uh, you've professed and come through with a lot of new stuff uh, leading up to Scottsdale this year. So I'm very excited about it. Obviously, we're bringing the pair of demons through, but I mean, it's just part of a huge, huge event.
1: Yeah. So let's talk about the event side of it, because uh, we we've all been to auctions around the country. Some of us around the world, uh, we've been we've we've been to Goodwood and seen the auctions and stuff there. But Barrett Jackson has always been more of an event destination, especially the Scottsdale event. And honestly, uh, all of them have sort of evolved into something really kind of um, kind of big and amazing uh, when we. Uh, been out to Vegas uh, as well a few times. How did that evolve? Was was the the intention always to have this event? Because you talked about you, when your dad started it, it was a car show and an auction um, mm. and then they dropped the car show portion. But when did when did sort of the the spectacle become something with the auction itself?
2: You know, when my brother passed away suddenly in 95, uh, I had to make some decisions. So I sent out a questionnaire to all my customers and I asked them what they wanted. And I sat and read every one of them. I did it a few years in a row and I kept tweaking it. And what they told me was they want to be entertained. We're there 12 hours a day. We want other stuff to do. We want stuff for our wives to do. We want better food. We want to be able to go and walk around and do different things and then come back and be in the auction arena. So adding television to it when I first took over on Speed Vision, uh, streaming it on the internet since 95, getting a lot of new people to come into the hobby and making it a destination when you came to Scottsdale. And what I love hearing every year is that people stop me and go, I have been watching you on TV for 25 years. I had no idea that there's this much stuff here to go see and how many miles you have to walk. It's like going to SEMA. You know, you get your your counter done at the end of the day, if you've been walking all the aisles, you're like, wow, that's a lot of miles. And the same when you come to Barrett-Jackson, it is just so much to see and it's entertaining. You know, this year we're going to kick it off with uh, Rock the Block. So on Friday night, on January 19th, we're having a concert with Foreigner. That'll... That'll be something new for Barrett-Jackson. We're taking advantage of the arena. Then the next day we go into family day. Part of what our goal has been back to the beginning is how do we get the next generation involved? When I first took over, I changed us from pre-war classics to muscle cars with Steve Davis into resto mods. And now we are really working to bring in the next Generation. We do STEM at the auction on that first uh, day, that Saturday. We do on the Sunday, the Future Collector Car Show, which is a judge concourse for 80s cars and up. And we get a lot of influencers to come and be the judges. And by doing that, the Meguiar's has stepped up to be the presenting sponsor of that. And that whole first weekend is how do you get the next generation involved? And how do you entertain people? We also are doing the Barrett Jackson Cup, which is 50 of the world's best hot rods competing for money. So if you've been in the Riddler, good guy's car, or truck of the year, those type, then you get eligible to come to the Cup. Then we lead into the whole week of auction Well, we have our Sunday night party. So there's a lot of social aspects to Barrett Jackson, as well as the cars.
0: You mentioned two things that are that are really imperative uh, keeping your wives keeping your wives busy right and family and happy and, and <laughs> happy and family oriented I mean those are yes. two things right there that are so reminiscent of your product I mean I can just look at my family and our interaction with the car world from the first time until in two to three weeks from now. And, uh, it, it's, it, it's, a, it's been an amazing journey. I can look back on Gage's upbringing through your auction. Um, so I, I mean, owned me as well. I
1: went as a kid, I lived out there.
0: Exactly. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I got to thank you not only as a car guy, and this is redundant because I continue to do it every time we see each other, but to give us this platform, to give us uh, the ability to, uh, pass down the hobby. Uh, further grow the hobby and be so entertained throughout the gamut of the automotive world. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I cannot wait for the next two weeks. Um, a- every event you do is, is, you know, better than the one prior to me. And so uh, again, thank you. You, you you've, you've put together such a wonderful combination of things and uh, it's, it's just an event. I can't even call it an event. It's more of an, it's more of a spectacle. Than anything.
2: Well, thank you. You know, and every year we add something. So we ra- added years ago ride and drives. Then we twisted that a little bit, and Ford wanted to start drifting. Then uh Toyota and Dodge got into the action and uh they wanted to go out and drift with their Hellcats. And uh, you know, it it keeps evolving. Then we started the off-road experience. And we did that and uh, we're launching the trucks, you know, 80 feet uh, in the back there. And it's not a, uh, you know, we're just going to go do some some, you know, rough lumps. We're actually launching and going and having fun. And I think when people come back from the thrill rides where you get to go out in a car and you're you're full sideways, full lock with an instructor uh, it's a visceral experience coming to Barrett-Jackson that covers all demographics, no matter who you are, you're going to find something you love there. And I go back to years ago, uh, Bill, you know, Billy Gibbons, I have a great picture of him in a golf cart and, with Bob Seeger. And Everybody's walking by him, and I come up and talk to him, and they go, "This is the greatest people watching spectacle on the planet." He goes, "Everybody's walking by us and have no idea."
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's Billy Gibbons who is very recognizable. He's, yeah, uh... he's just sitting there in a
2: golf cart. And everybody's just walking by. He goes, "I just love it. It's all walks of life." And he made a quote to me. He goes, "You know what, Barrett Jackson is? It's a rock and roll concert that just doesn't end." <laughs> He goes, yeah. it goes on and on and on
0: that is uh, a, that's a very good description coming from a huge car guy
2: yes and i love it every time he comes to the auction you know and michael anthony and now this year selling sammy hagar's loft ferrari and
1: which is going to be a big deal uh talking about that car specifically so the other podcast that i do is shift and steer with aaron hagar uh Uh, and and brad fanshaw you've been on the show before you you know you've worked with brad for a long time oh absolutely uh, and aaron uh sammy's son uh yeah i I don't know i mean sammy was just uh, kind of thinking um he he doesn't really drive the car that much and he really wanted to get into cars that he likes to drive which has kind of been goldberg's uh the theme the the past year is is get into the stuff that i can drive so uh uh, Sammy coming out there, and uh, you know maybe he's bringing bringing the band. He's got a, a a whole new tour coming out. The best of both worlds, which is all the Van Halen tunes. Um, I just saw him recently in Vegas, and what a showman! What a band! What what an incredibly talented group! In the past, Sammy was uncomfortable singing some of the Van Halen tunes that weren't his. He wouldn't sing the David Lee Roth tunes. And let me just tell you how underestimated, underappreciated Michael Anthony is as a singer because Sammy would walk off stage and let Mikey do one of the old Van Halen tunes. And he is so good when he, when he turns into a front man, he goes from bass player to front man. He just becomes alive and it's, it's really wonderful to see, but now having them both play, is going to be um, a fantastic tour. Uh, but yes, Sammy's car collection over the years, uh, his love for Ferrari for sure. The the La Ferrari that he brought out there, and I know he's probably told the story on the video with you guys, but he flew out there and custom ordered it. And when he got on the plane and left Italy, it was a, pardon me, it was a shit show of a color combination that he picked. And, and at some point he was just like, no, I think he ended up seeing an old photo, historic photo in the hall somewhere when he was there and and said oh no what's that and they said no this is this cream color and it was kind of rare and they whatever and he's like okay let's let's do that and i think ferrari was like thank god because yeah, when he you tells were going- the story
2: in the video he <laughs> yeah. had a yellow car with stripes all over it you know? yeah yeah it was it was,
1: it was too rock star-ish it looked like a crazy guitar from the 80s it didn't you know i just don't think it was it
2: like one of eddie's guitars <laughs> it really
1: kind of did it it did um uh it was just you know the the way he described it um the the 80s hair metal band striper they had guitars like yellow with the stripes and stuff on it it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't that good it wouldn't have been a good guitar so it was a great combination
2: it was fantastic
1: it's beautiful it's a beautiful car um and uh it'll be exciting to see that so that's going off saturday night um along with with bill your cars we've talked about them here on the podcast but we've got the matching demons uh, the 2018 and the 170, um, the matching serial number demons. They both got maybe uh, nine miles and two burnouts on each car.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what makes the 170 famous. That Craig laid laid a little
1: rubber down at Goldberg. in door. your garage, in in the garage. Uh, yeah, you're and, not and the I only one. To,
0: I want you to know. I go back to the to the clip, and you uttered uh, the phrase that you didn't want to light them up and hit the side of the garage. That's yes. exactly the thought that I had the first time I did it. So thank you.
2: I was pushing on the gas and pushing on the brake. I'm like, all right, if I cross this thing up here into the side of the garage, that's not going to be pretty. So I feathered it out the door, then stood on it.
0: Yes, you <laughs> did. And uh, and if you saw the original marks, that's exactly where I was headed because the <laughs> floor is so slick, you can't get brakes your, your front end cannot keep you in one spot. So you just start sliding. So yes.
1: Yes. Right, yes. Craig, you you've had a chance to, uh, back. you've had a chance to see the garage in person I right have. It's and, fantastic. and I haven't been out there yet. It's too cold for me right now. I'll go now, out there, but it's what a setting
2: up on top of the hill there with the, just that vista in the background. And it's uh it's a really special piece of property to have is, uh, Garage, man cave, and his whole gym upstairs. And his
1: gym and animals walking around through the garage, (laughs) around the garage. I'm I'm actually I'm I'm sure Bill is super relieved to hear you say that you like it because it was not an easy task building that thing because either the ground was frozen or when it wasn't frozen, it turns out there was a rock bed there and just just it, I mean, it was a year of foundation work at least. Uh, it, it, not something, uh, either one of us anticipated when he presented this plan on CarCast a few years ago.
0: And again, those beautiful 24 foot doors will be replaced again for the like, fifth time tomorrow.
1: Yeah. So maybe you should have drove through one of them. The saga- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A
0: better excuse to get it done with priority.
1: Um, uh- all right so uh we were getting into the 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 history of barrett jackson your your dad and and his and his partner had started it um barrett and and jackson portion of it but your dad being such a car guy and and being a, a fabricator um that's rubbed off on on you i remember um years ago you coming into adam carolla studio and we were talking about some of the cars that you were working on personally. I know you're a hell of a restorer, mechanic, fabricator. Where did that come from? Is that from your dad?
2: Uh, my dad, my brother. So, you know, I've worked since I was a kid and uh worked in our shop. And uh growing up, you know, that was babysitting basically after school, dropped me off at the shop. Grew up with some pretty uh uh I don't know how you would put it. Creative guys, but maybe a little rough around the edges. Von Dutch was our pinstriper and our painter. Yeah. Uh, A lot of great metal fabricators. And I carry that on. So I'm in our, right now I'm in our studio, but our shop's right outside. So Mm -hmm. once I got, you know, enough money to buy real equipment, now I built a real metal fab shop here. And uh, I grew up, you know, learning how to do an English wheel and a Yoder hammer and fabricate stuff and. We're teaching, uh, we've got quite a few graduates here from McPherson College mm-hmm. and uh, just seeing the youth. And that's part of what we're really trying to do is bring more kids into the hobby to work on the cars, enjoy the cars. You know, a lot of people say that kids nowadays don't enjoy the cars, but when you go to a supercar event, they're all over the place and it's it's getting the genre of cars that they love, but they also love resto mods because it gives them that creativity to go out and do stuff. I grew up loving the cars behind me. And when I started buying the world's great muscle cars, I remember my dad, I bought my first muscle car. And my dad and Barrett and everybody were around about a ZL1 Camaro and I told him how much I paid and Barrett and my dad both told me I was out of my effing mind. And I go, <laughs> okay, put it that I just bought an SJ Duesenberg in the sixties for an extraordinary amount of money. What were you an idiot? Well, no, that's a Duesenberg. This is the Duesenberg of my generation. Same with a Hemi-Cuda convertible, same with, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, you've got to keep ahead of that. So now what is it? You know, it's the eighties cars, it's the nineties supercars, and uh, it keeps on going. And what Barrett Jackson is, we keep growing with the hobby and bringing new people into the hobby. And that was my goal when I took over the company Back when I took over the company in the 90s, early 90s, if you didn't pick up Hemmings or old cars, you were in a small world. I wanted the whole world to know about our great hobby and bring everybody into it. That's really been our mission statement. You've done one hell of a job. Well,
1: thank you. Talking about the the collector car market and where we are now, which is an interesting direction that i've seen happen in the last few years maybe maybe more than a few years now is uh we've seen the high quality resto mods really start to take off i mean listen there was there was a time for sure when you know even someone like chip foos builds you a car for seven hundred thousand dollars it rolls across across the block for one hundred and fifty thousand. you would just lose your 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 ass on it but now they're going, and and old Boyd Coddington cars are pulling money, Ring Brother cars, Troy Trepanier, yeah. uh, Bobby Alloway, uh, uh, Rick Johnson. Um, you know, uh, There's a lot of these cars, of course, foos cars. They've really started to bring in the money, and I, I don't know why they dropped off so hard originally. But- well, I think
2: uh, I could interrupt you there. I think there's a difference, and Steve Davis says it well. When you build a resto mod, you know, like uh, if you build it where it it covers a lot of people would like what it's being built to cover, and it's not specific. But like when Foose would build a car specific for one person to all their tastes and the way it fits and everything, Steve Davis puts it this way: It's like you love that purple suit you had custom made for you. When you take it to sell it, it may not fit someone, and they may not have really appreciate your color choice. Uh, you know, if you look at like Jeff Hayes and what he's done with the Corvettes and we we have so many of these name builders, but I also think, and I, I said this back in 05 when I was defending Boyd on some stuff and people were saying, you know, he does this and he does that. I go, what he's doing it is showing craftsmanship of what it takes to actually build a car. Yeah, it's it's drama TV in that. But when you look at cars like the Illumitub, which was all aluminum metal finished, and just some of the iconic cars, it goes back to the 30s when you could buy a chassis and have somebody make you a custom car. Or what was very popular, and we're selling a classic out of the Don Williams collection, that a couple of the cars went back and had them updated. And really, that's what we're doing. We're taking these great cars. We love the looks, but we're updating all the technology. And we had a mod in here yesterday that we were shooting that they had to spend $600,000, $700,000 on it. I mean, just the amount of 3D printing and carbon fiber. And as we said in the video, I think they took the front uh, badge off and drove a new car underneath it. But it's a 63 Corvette, yeah. but every inch of it's massaged but not totally custom, resto modded to the highest level. And I think that's a car that will have broad appeal.
1: You mentioned 3D printing and carbon fiber. I mean, thinking back to uh, when you were starting and fabricating on cars and seeing the cars, I mean, nobody has seen more cars in person probably than your actual eyeballs because of how many times you've, you've done the auction over the years. But... Yes, look at look at what some of these builders are doing with things like 3D printing and carbon fiber stuff and not just 3D printing plastics and rubber materials and things like that. Like we're 3D printing metal to some extent, um, uh, uh, some stainless, some things like that is amazing. And even on the restoration side, I I remember uh, we were working on, uh, I believe it was a Lamborghini Miura in Adam's shop and. Uh, At the time, the only guy in town that we knew with the 3D printer was Jay Leno. And we went over to Leno's garage and he 3D printed some new switches. We needed like plastic switches that, you know, and and he made them. His guys made them there for us when we were just looking at it, blowing away. We're like, I can't believe you just made this out of thin air. You know, this machine is dropping these little plastic droplets. And then you just kind of finish it out a little bit to now even stuff i have a ford lightning a 95 ford lightning back there and we 3d printed side mirrors i did a the quarter window delete single piece of glass and 3d printed side mirrors um and then we uh will cut them all out of aluminum or out of billet for us and we pocketed the inside and lightened them up but the one silly piece i couldn't find was the gasket we needed a new gasket and i needed it to be a certain shape and I just reached out to a friend and he's like, oh, I got you. How thick do you need it? I'll bring three th- thicknesses. And we scanned it and 3D printed g- gaskets for it. And it was like, great, perfect. It worked out great. Uh, just being able to do that kind of stuff now is, is pretty impressive, right?
2: It is. And you look at the shops, you know, uh, you, you talk about Ring Brothers. I have my first car I'm restoring right now. I kept it all these years. But I sent it to the Roadster Shop to have them do the chassis and some of their special touches. Then when it comes back, I'm gonna paint it. It was the first car I ever painted. It's gonna be hopefully the last car I ever paint. <laughs> so I'm gonna book match it. I painted it when I was a between my freshman and sophomore year in high school. Then I blew it up, drag racing it on Central, parked it yep. uh, after I threw a rod out of it, and uh, was always gonna get to it. So I'm the shoemaker who never got got around to getting a good set of shoes. So now I decided after seeing at the the cup last year, a Pontiac that the Roadster shop did, but all the parts that they specially did that they CNC routered out, I'm like, so I went through their catalog of all this stuff and I'm picking out all the stuff that I want them to make for me. Why reinvent the wheel? They've already got the digital profile for it. We just tweaked it for me and we're making all these custom parts for my first car. So it really is a new world out there of taking old world craftsmanship, modern technology. And I think that's why this generation likes it because it's a it's a computer, it's unique, it's custom to them, and it's not a cookie cutter. And that's bringing a whole nother generation into car collecting.
1: Yeah, and they've been doing some amazing stuff at Roadster Shop, And uh, congrats to them for their acquisition, uh, Aeromotive Group acquired them and is now going to be called the roadster shop uh the overall company so that's going to be a big thing so um i think we lost bill but he'll probably try to connect with us again in a second i don't want to
2: lose mr mopar
1: yeah um uh let's see he's um we'll give him a second i think his internet connection uh and dropped like you said you've been out to the garage it's kind of in the middle of nowhere and, and it is I, I don't even know how he gets internet connection out there but between that and but you never know that could have been like uh he's oh he just texted he said he lost power completely in the garage oh <laughs> so great it, um
2: well we could cut continue on talk about some of the cars and the collections if you want
1: yeah so I, I do want to get into that and some of the cars that are coming up um yeah. this year well, obviously the, we talked about here. Here there we is go. Cuda.
2: yeah it's a 71 hemi cuda uh, pistol grip four speed matching numbers car the right colors the right options fully documented car this is coming out of the frank teeks collection so frank has been a buyer for decades at barrett-jackson very low profile but he had sort of that knack like ron pratt had of if we had a star car and a muscle car, he would buy the best every year. Now we're selling a multitude of the best of the best at the auction this year. So his 71 Hemi Cuda, 71 Hemi uh, Challenger, uh, 70 Boss 9, Yanko Camaro, Copo, ZL1, LS6, you name it. The best of the best are part of the Frank Teaks collection.
1: And what what makes a guy like that decide to move? Because we've seen this before, move an entire collection in sort of one fail swoop. Do they?
2: Well, this is the re- first re-
1: installment. So, do they reboot the collection, or yeah. they decide they want to go to airplanes to and just up. they're just like, you hey, know? I'm going to start collecting airplanes or boats or art or something else, and I'm just Milt, <laughs> Milt Robson. Yeah, you
2: know, look at how many times I've sold. John's collection and it's yeah. He loves the hunt. He loves the cars. He drives them all. And then, you know, time for something new. He'll reface the museum. He'll change the collection and we'll do it again. He loves, he just loves the action. And, uh, you know, I think it's, it's part of when you're an A type person and you want to yeah. constantly be doing something and changing stuff. And, uh, Frank decided, you know, I'm going to, he goes, I'll be buying cars at the auction the same time I'm selling them because I just want to tweak and change out some of my cars.
1: I was, I was at, uh, I was at the auction maybe a couple of years ago, Tammy and I were there and, um, and she saw, she didn't know John Stalupe and she saw a guy, uh, coming up into Craig Jackson's Skybox and, and, um, nice as can be and had his little dog with him. And, and Tammy goes, Oh, are you allowed to bring dogs? We should have brought the dogs. I go, no, no, no. Look, <laughs> and uh, it's John Stalupe's dog has a bitter pass around his neck. He's got a tiny bitter pass. His uh, his dog's got his own little bitter pass. And chances are, if that bitter, if that dog is on stage bidding on a car, you know he's good for it.
2: <laughs> yeah. When he made some great TV for years, bidding on cars when the dog had barked, that's a bit.
1: Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, one of the cars i wanted to bring up real quick is, is honestly i'm i'm not a huge fan of the of the the pre-war cars but the mercedes 540k special roadster that you guys got going up on the block that's a gorgeous piece that's just an amazing car i don't know much about the history of that car what can you tell us about it
2: so it's uh it's it is one of the special order chassis and uh, it was shipped brand new the chassis to England Mayfair made a special roadster a one off body for the car and it is really a sexy looking car and it's one of those cars it's not a factory body so they made factory special roadsters and then they made these chassis that could go out and but it is a the same chassis they built their factory special roadsters because it has the radiator setback on the chassis. So it gives it this dramatic look of these long fenders and then a long tail on the car for a two-seat roadster. Um, it's been in some great collections. Ralph Engelstadt's collection, he restored it, painted it red. Originally, the car was silver and black. And uh, it, it's a special car. It comes out of Don Williams, who was One of the founders of Barrett Jackson, that was Tom Barrett's protege. When he uh, left Tom and went to start the Black Hawk Museum and collection, and he went around the world and collected a lot of the world's greatest cars. And this, Don unfortunately passed away this past April, and uh, we are selling off the last seven of his personal cars. The Special Roadsters, the feature one, he's also got a Type 37, Bugatti type 57 nice. and uh, a Packard. That was one I was talking about a torpedo uh, Cabriolet that was owned It had a, quite a connection to Arizona. Jordy Hormel used to own the car uh, from Hormel Meats. And he sent the car to Kellner who cut the back end of the car off. They took another part of a car off the back of a Renault and put it on the car. Now, this is back in the day they did this to change and update the car. Don liked special one-off cars, and every one of these cars is a unique car. Starting with the special roadster, so those will be part of the salon. You know, in our salon this year, it's supercars, and then we got the collection of Don Williams and then Frank Teague's with his super high-end muscle cars. But we also have a lot of supercars: Bugatti Chiron and uh, uh, 918, and Ferrari Tour de France. I mean, it's just an unbelievable collection of just very diverse cars and President Trump's Diablo. I'm yeah,
0: gonna throw I saw another, that. I'm gonna throw another story in real quick because you yeah. mentioned pa- Packard. <laughs> Pardon me. I was there, I think it was the year that I sold the uh the uh yellow 383 CUDA convertible, and I was up on stage and my phone rings right after the, the car sells. And afterwards there's a 46 packard that came up and george foreman called me saw me on the stage he called me and i handed the handed the phone to steve davis and he ended up buying the car the packard that that's came funny <laughs> yeah
1: i'll uh, never
0: forget that story
1: talking about supercars one that i've always been a fan of and i uh is um the lexus lfa and i know Uh, Listeners of the podcast have heard this story a few times, but I was invited out to Willow Springs for an event years ago uh, to drive the LFA on Streets of Willow. And there was two LFA's there and there was only two of us basically invited. It was myself and Paul Walker, and it was just a few months before his crash, before he passed. And and we were kind of going back and forth uh, between the two cars going, hey, does this one feel a little faster? Is this one tuned a little differently? Just having a blast out there. And then I believe Ken Gucci showed up at some point and he just started smoking us. Uh, because he's their their driver. Uh Paul, nicest guy in the world. Um, had a great time with him. Uh Incredibly talented driver. He was very fast, a great driver. Um, But both of us were really impressed by the LFA. And look at what's going on with LFA prices. Uh, Not just the Nürburgring edition, which is crazy, but LFA, you're right, is a supercar that works it it doesn't yeah. break it just seems to work like we beat on those cars the whole time all day and there was two engineers from japan from lexus there and they just sat there and just drank coffee all day they didn't even check tire pressure because they're nitrogen filled like the, i'm like do you guys need to do anything on the cars you're like no nah, it's an lfa we don't have to do anything i'm like why are we here like i don't know <laughs> they're <laughs> like it's fine uh but that's a car to really kind of keep an eye on. I know they've already have gone two up in the auction. I, I was going to say, I, I know you have two of them in the auction. Are, is, are they both the, the same or is, is one like a different edition? Do you have a Nuremberg? One's the
2: Nuremberg ring edition. Yeah. So it's uh one of 25 produced for the U S market. It is finished in uh absolute red. And, uh, yeah, we between having the, the two different cars you get, the two different styles, we have an orange one and a red one.
1: When if you guys fire I'm that sorry, car the orange
2: one's the yellow is the Nuremberg, the red one is the other one. I've got the orange one in the studio tomorrow.
1: Uh when you fire that car up, you're gonna you're gonna think old school F1 V10 engine, like the way it revs, the way it sounds, it's one of the best sounding supercars out there it's a phenomenal car what else do you think is worth taking a look at where where are we going with the collector car market not just with supercars oh, another
2: car that's been taking a run lately is Countach's yeah and, uh, they've been on a hard run lately and you know but also that Diablo so I think the early supercars Countach's have pushed up the prices of Diablo's but uh we're selling a 5,000 QV, uh, Countach 1988, and I think Wolf of Wall Street and a lot yeah. of notoriety has helped the Countaches. I think people also underestimated them. you know. And I got to admit, I wasn't a big Countach fan when they first came out. I thought they were too angular. I liked the sloped nose Porsche. I thought it had much better right. uh, lines to it. And it was Porsche pedigree. I got to tell you, Countachs are growing on me now. It's sort of one of those cars you keep looking at, and you go, that car was so far ahead of its time, I, as was the
1: Diablo. I'm with you 100% on the Countach. Like, and I saw it in Cannonball Run too, and I was super impressed. It was kind of look cool looking. You got the poster of it. And then I was just like, but you know, is it, is it a 959? Is it what, what's Ferrari doing? And, and honestly, it's, it's not that easy of a car to drive. The pedal box is really kind of far over to the right. And there's not a lot of room between forget about getting into it. Yeah. Yeah. Like for your right foot on the throttle, you you basically have to take a shoe off because a shoe doesn't foot, but fit, but the clutch is heavy, so you need a boot on your left foot and barefoot on the right, basically, to drive that car. And then you realize you can't see out of it. But once I got in it and started driving it, I was like, oh, I get it. I get it now. This car is cool. And I was with someone, and he was like, you can't see out of this car. Aren't you afraid you're going to hit anything? I go, no, we're in a red Countach. Everybody sees us. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, I don't have to see anything. Everybody can see us. It's uh, it's. – I'm not too worried about it. Um, but, yes, I mean, just – the nostalgia of driving that car, the feeling you get is what really, I think, is making that car pop. And you're right. And the the age group that had posters of that car on it can now afford that car. Some of them, you know, a lot of them can afford that car. And that's why those are moving 80s, 90s cars. Look at what's going on with Mustangs and Mustang Cobras and Grand Nationals and GNXs and Irox and the Camaros like I mean, yep. they're they're not they're not headlining the auction yet, but man, what a jump over the past few years. Some of those cars are yep. gone. And
2: that's what our future collector car show is all about, is really doing concourse judging on that entire genre of cars and a whole series of cars that were turned into tuners back in the day. And the car that won last year was a tuner car from the early 80s with all the original Japanese parts on it. So that's, you know, when you look at what Barry McGuire was the one that was telling me, well, look out at this segment, look out at that segment. Cause he goes to all the shows and, uh, that's what we've really focused on. That's why Maguire's is the presenting sponsor of the future collector car show. That's where car collecting's going.
1: Yeah. And, and it's, um, it's interesting to watch how that, how that's moved. I mean, uh, it's, well, it's the kind of like
0: you, the older you get the, the inner the more interesting it is to see the movements throughout the years. And then you learn to be able to predict them.
1: Well, it's, it's Absolutely. kind of and it's like music for us. It's like, what music did you grow up with? That's still what you listen to now. Now the music I grew up on is now on the classic rock station. So I got to change stations, but, uh, <laughs> but, but, you know, like when did Bon Jovi and Def Leber become classic rock? Because Def Lever just had one of the largest, tours you know world tours recently they said they just made more money this past year than they did at the height in 1987 or whatever so cars are kind of the same the cars that we grew up with right sort of the 70s 80s 90s cars and and now you're right that younger generation the 2000s cars um look at what's going on with the cars are making today
2: i put away a lot of and i saw bill's collection you know i've put away a lot of the last calls and the GT five hundreds and the last of the stick shift Porsches and all the cars that you know we're never, they're never going to make again and I was like I like driving them so yeah they're cool cars
1: yeah you drive They'll the hell out of your Veyron in
2: the future for <laughs> sure
1: yeah I I remember you drove the hell out of your Veyron I think you brought it out here to your, to the studio at, at Adam Kroll's studio you were just driving yeah I did there. yeah it, it and I remember just um, miles on it uh, I I just I just remember cruising through i think my brother and i were just driving through scottsdale one day and then we saw your veyron parked in front of the diner I was like oh craig's getting breakfast <laughs> just to take got it to, to the drive diner. your cars you gotta got drive to your cars.
2: on goldberg's show uh you know i got a new carolyn and i designed a new bugatti Chiron. we unveiled it and drove it 1300 miles in the first couple of weeks you know so let me
1: tell you i, I mean i drove the pure sport and um The Chiron, what an amazing piece of machinery. I I, I get there are car manufacturers that can make a fast car, but very few can just do this total package, like as comfortable and as nice to drive as that car is. And then how crazy fast that thing is. It's 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 in a league of its own. And I, it it's is. a completely kind of underestimated car because people are like, oh, I know these days the Kona Zeg is cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's definitely cool. Pagani makes a, a very cool, pretty interesting, mechanical looking piece of machinery. But I don't think anybody does it the way Bugatti does.
2: No. And having Volkswagen behind them, uh, you know, and it's also when you take these cars out, you run them with a lot of other uh People, it's a great group of people that have bought these cars that like to take them out and drive them. We're selling a uh, uh, Cheyron at this auction in 2018. But the workmanship, it is an all-exposed carbon fiber, blue carbon in the front, black carbon in the back. But how they butch, bookmatch it all the way up the center of the car, over the top, through the wing, down the back of the car, along the side of the car, how the mat just comes And from one color into the next, you can just see how they match the carbon, the fit, the finish, the quality, and then the technology behind it. It drives docile, it drives fast, it drives smooth. And uh, you don't always get all those together.
1: When when I drove the Pure Sport, one of the ones there was had a lot of exposed carbon fiber on it, and I was looking at the the Monroni on it, going through the prices. And I was like, I don't know, it's like a couple of hundred thousand dollars for paint. And I was like, there's there's less paint. Why are you charging so much more for less paint? And you're right. He said, he said, because when we do expose carbon fiber, it has to be perfect. Every the weave, everything needs to line up. He goes, when we paint the car fully, it it can have a little waviness to it because it's painted. It's a different. It's a different build process. How they make yeah. the panels and everything are really kind of different when you do the exposed paint. I was like, all right, so less paint costs hundreds of thousands of dollars more money. And he's yeah. like, yes, two hundred
2: thousand if you want exposed carbon on the front, another two hundred if you want exposed carbon on the back.
1: Yeah, and it's funny you say that because there's plenty of them out there that only have half of it done, either fade to the from the front to back or from the back to the front. You could see that fade in it. And it actually is a very cool effect. The it is I, the one that I saw that was like a red going into the carbon, uh, it blended beautifully. They did such an amazing job on that car. Uh, yeah. so yes, and the history of Bugatti is the other thing that I think contributes so much to those cars as well. So you know, we're
2: selling the type 57, and we did an Instagram post because we had both the cars in the studio here, and they're both painted the same colors. So you can go from 1937 to 2018. And the type 57 has the C pillar design in the side of the type 57, just like the Shea Raw has. And when you stack them over each other, you see the Pierre, what he did one to the other. Absolutely amazing.
1: Yeah. It's uh, I can't wait to see it in person. Um, gonna be exciting to go out there. Well, uh, we're kind of running out of time. Um the other thing I wanted to touch on real quick was uh you guys did a deal with with IMG. This has been all over the news, there's no secret here. Um they've acquired uh, uh half of the company or whatever, 55%. I don't know what the exact number is. I don't know. Yeah, 55. 55%. Um congratulations on that deal. Um the recognition from that deal, uh the valuation um, is well-deserved what you and Thank your you. entire family have built and what you've done um, over the last uh, couple of decades now is, is been fantastic. What can we expect from that deal? Cause this is IMG by the way, IMG and endeavors is a, uh, uh, a big company that's been really putting a focus on the event side of businesses. Yes. Um, uh, and that's the why other... one of them
2: is partners. You know, they, they, uh they're a great organization. So Ari's been, you know, he rolled up William Morris, IMG, um, lately, uh, you know, UFC. And And uh, WWE and spun that off and, uh,
1: and a TKO group, I believe it is. And Ari, by the way, the guy that, that, that founded this company and created William Morris and the whole thing. In the show entourage, Ari gold is based off of this guy, the real guy. Yeah. This is, this is the real guy. Uh, our Emanuel it's is the, same the real personality, guy. yeah. So. Uh, and and um, <laughs> so that's kind of the background on that. But yes, an event company like you said has bought up UFC and WWE and rolled them into a. a, a, a it's a now it's how company. we all work
2: together. So I did a deal with Dana White for his Twelve Days of Christmas, one of my highest Instagram posts ever, uh, putting out a Barrett Jackson package. By the way, Dana White had been coming to Barrett Jackson before we did this, and uh, you know. I love the, the, the team and uh, their enthusiasm. You know, we're integrating more. on location has taken over all the on-site hospitality. We're working on new TV projects. So you know, with the William Morris side of the uh, company, just everything they have to bring to us, and at the same time, bringing uh, and opening more doors. And I don't want to go too much into what our long-term plans are. But uh, over the next few years, I think you'll see things evolving quite a bit and uh, to the better. Uh, Ari loves cars. Mark uh, Shapiro bought a car at the auction last year. They love what we do. Um, It's not a just by the numbers. It's by the numbers and the passion and they get it. And what I also love is Every time I ask a question, their answer back is, well, you know how to run the company. (laughs) (laughs) You've been doing it all this year. I always ask, can you help me do that? Absolutely. That's the right answer. They don't meddle. They're here to help.
1: Do you, do you get to personally, do you get to take a step back, slow down a little bit, maybe go into the shop and, and watch am, guide the youngsters? Uh, first, year, no,
2: first year integrating, uh, we hired a new COO. We're hiring uh, a lot of new people and uh, some great people coming back to Barrett Jackson like where we're going. And uh, I think you're going to see a lot of great things in the future that'll help the hobby.
1: I, I, I love to hear it. Um, I, I love to, to see that the, the future is basically secured for, for Barrett Jackson. and. Uh,
2: That's why I did it. It was just me, my team, Steve and I. My yeah. kids didn't want to run it, so I wanted to get a partner that would take it on for the future, allow me to slow down and go out and do stuff. My goal is to go play with my 100 cars and yeah. uh, drive and do road rallies and drive them all. Which is a hard task to do if you work all the time. So, uh, and, and you've and earned it.
1: You've earned yes. it. Yes. Are we gonna ever just see you sit in the front row in the audience? Or you're always gonna be up on stage there.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know.
1: We'll see. <laughs> we'll we'll get you a seat up on stage. We'll get you a throne. You can just sit up there and oversee the whole thing for as long <laughs> as you'd like. I think it would be fantastic. Oh, that is
2: my deal. I can be around as long as I want. It's my call, and uh, I slow down when I want
1: uh craig thanks so much as always um uh by the way thanks for the great event thanks for all your hospitality you always take good care of us uh when we get out there um looking forward to an incredible event coming up in a few weeks if you guys have not gone or if you're still on the fence about it go to barrettjackson.com get some tickets check out some of the packages even if you just get in there for a day just walk Check out the auction, walk the salon collection, and then do what I do is all the tents outside for the hundreds and hundreds of cars that, that come across the block on TV, start at the end, hydrate, stretch a little, and then you'll be walking through those tents all day going up and down. I go through and look at almost every single car up there. I almost do every single aisle. It takes me like 3 days to do it. <laughs> and bring the checkbook. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you In if you can shoes. Uh, Listen, if you can't buy a car, there's 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 plenty of other things out there and everybody is so sweet and uh the vendors have been fantastic. Uh and you know that because they keep coming back again and again and again and again. And that speaks
2: yeah. And check out all the OEMs. I mean, uh, yeah. So many new cars are launched at Barrett Jackson. The Detroit auto show moved to the summer because we were competing and I was getting more and more of the makes coming to Barrett Jackson to do the unveils as you get to go out and have that experience out in the ride and drive. It's very interactive. You know, we did almost 350,000 people through the gates last year. It's so it is quite an experience. Take advantage of it. If you've never been to a live Barrett Jackson, this year is going to be phenomenal and uh, come I, check us out.
1: I, you can't even describe. I mean, Bill, you can relate to this, and of course you, Craig. But we, we talked about this before, Bill and I. When, when I saw Bill wrestle in Vegas at Legion, and when the music comes on and he comes out on stage, the entire building just erupts. It's very exciting. It can't, I can imagine what it feels like for you. Some of these cars, when these auctions start to really snowball, I remember the Batmobile going and the oh, room was crazy. was crazy. Wasn't that, that was, that was like a WWE event. The Batmobile going in there was just. Absolutely Having George
2: Ferris sit on the top of it, dim the lights. <laughs> Shot the bat symbol, paid, played the theme. You know, Linda Vaughn dressed up as the Catwoman, leading the parade in, and the entire outside followed the car inside. And oh my uh, god, I got
1: I got chills up down up my up my neck right now because then it just like. By the way, great for George Barris, great for Barrett Jackson. That car honestly pulled money that surprised everybody, and it was just the excitement in the room. The room sold that car. And if you guys don't get a chance to experience that, you're gonna be missing something. So uh, I hope to see you guys all out there um i'll be out there bill will be out there sammy hagar is going to be out there craig jackson's usually busy but he'll be out there <laughs> red voodoo
2: will be playing on uh saturday night the sammy hagar uh, tribute band so nice. you never know what's going to happen at barrett jackson
1: uh it's a good time for all so guys thanks so much we appreciate it once again drinkbravago.com is the website uh, brought to you by bravago uh if you guys want to try that out we appreciate it uh, go online and grab some um and, uh, yeah, well, guys, we'll see you in Scottsdale. Until next time, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com.